Hello, this is Daryl here, sending love as always. Thank you for tuning in. I just want to say, if you like this interview, you can check our website for companion workbooks, action guides, tools, checklists, templates, and show notes with links for everything mentioned on the call. Just visit bestbusinesscoach.ca. That's best, B-E-S-T, businesscoach.ca. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we are joined by online marketing expert and repeat guest, Kim Barrett. Kim is the founder of Your Social Voice, an online marketing and lead generation agency serving experts and small business owners. Kim is famous for growing his agency from zero to $100,000 a month in sales in under a year. That's quite impressive. He's an international bestselling author, speaker, and trainer. He's taught marketing around the world in 10 different countries for 20 different industries, helping many businesses grow to six and seven figures. Today, he's joining us to share some tips and tricks on how you can generate more leads with less effort in your business with online marketing. Kim, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing awesome. Thank you, Daryl. Thanks for having me back again. Really appreciate it. I know. Long time, no talk. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's always, a, it's always a great chance. It's always great when I have a chance to speak with you, and I know the listeners enjoy it as well. So for those, if you're just joining the first time, you may want to check out our first interview with Kim. Excellent, great content, cover Facebook and Instagram marketing. We may touch on that as things have definitely changed. But um, one of the first things I want to start, last time we talked about your, your, your history, your background as a kid and teen and how you you grew as an, as an entrepreneur, but I want to talk about this business here. I know that probably perks some people's ears up going from zero to a hundred thousand dollars in sales. So could you maybe talk about that? Like how did you even get into running an agency and how did like, how, how did you get to a hundred thousand in sales a month? Yeah. Well, like I'll, I'll tell you, there's actually, there's a story where I did in nine days, I did $600,000 in sales. So I'll tell you that. Yeah. After, but okay. We'll start, we'll start at the beginning. But, um, so essentially I was, um, when I was, in business, I'd always been doing marketing, doing marketing online since I was like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I got out of uh, a job, if you will, I was kind of in like a startup with one of my friends who was um, uh, doing like NLP training, breakthrough training, some business coaching and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like the lead trainer there. And I was also running all the ads, um, doing, I was doing like every single role, pretty much like bookkeeping, accounting, ads. And it got to the point where it was the end of probably our first full year of working together and it came down. It's like, I either needed to go a hundred percent into being like, uh, um, a trainer, uh, breakthrough coach style, mm-hmm. um, person, or I needed to go a hundred percent into marketing. I said, look, if I go a hundred percent into marketing, I want to do it in my own business. I don't want to just have, um, like, I don't want to just be work in a company doing marketing. If I go hundred percent marketing, like you can be a client, but I want to have a, I want to have my own thing, my own business that I'm growing. Right. So that was pretty much like Christmas time, um, pretty similar time to kind of now. And I made the decision. I was like, cool, I'm going 100% back myself into marketing. I already had my, you know, technically my first client. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, cool, I'm just going to do that. So that's what, how I started. And it just started from there. And, you know, to be honest, I always knew all, the, like every single thing I've done, I knew that you need a mentor, uh, someone to help you go to, you know, uh, to reach your goals, to achieve things. You know, you go to the gym, you start off with your new trainer, you know, I do, uh-huh. like, you know, you do martial arts, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's like you need a coach. Yeah. So Wait, you do jiu-jitsu? Shut up. Yeah. What? Yeah, um, blue, blue belt. So I, t- I t- uh, yeah, when we were chatting, uh, I mentioned, uh, you, you might not have heard me say it, but I was like, yeah, I'm blue belt in jujitsu. That's what? That's so, man, you just went to a new level of respect for me. That's crazy. I trained with Hicks and Gracie. <laughs> but anyways, that's not relevant. But man, that's that's awesome. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Yeah. So um, at that point in time, I had my first client. And I was like, to be honest, I was earning not much money at all. Like, I think I was <laughs> taking away very little, like, you know. <laughs> 
800 bucks um, a week, but I'd come from a job where I was earning like uh, three times that. So I had the expenses of three mm-hmm. times my mm-hmm. earnings. Right. You had the and lifestyle that, that yeah. the income couldn't afford, right? <laughs> yeah. So it was a uh, tumultuous time to say the least. But um, at that point in time, I said, cool, I need, I know I'm going to need help because I've never run an agency before. I didn't like, I didn't know what to term. I was like, I've never run a marketing company. Like mm. I, I don't know, like I know how to, I've run companies and I've done, I helped run companies and I've done marketing, but not a marketing company. So mm-hmm. I started looking for um, a mentor pretty much straight away. As soon as I made that decision, I said, I definitely need someone to support me um, to go to that next level and kind of had two different um, people I reached out to, made one decision and kind of just doubled down from there and just went, um, uh, <laughs> just went all chips in on that and started learning. Started run, like um, I'd never run. The biggest problem for me at that point in time, though, was then how do I run um, ads to get clients to run ads for? You know, I, I know how to get like consumers. I knew how to market like products, events, seminars. But how do I get someone? How do I market to the person that runs product? Has products, runs events, has seminars. So it was kind of like a really. It took me, I reckon, probably solid three months of trials, testing, wasting ad spend yeah. <laughs> to try and figure that one out. <laughs> Bu- I'm, making, I'm making air quotes here, but buying data and the data is your campaign sucks. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Collecting tears so in buckets. Was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit frustrating, but I had, then once I got my first client, I was like, well, I didn't really, the client I had currently, I was, I was just charging him the same as what he was paying me basically. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I don't know how to charge more than that. And, you know, I was getting told it's like, you should be charging, you know, like four grand, five grand, you know, some people charge 10 grand a month. Like you can do that outcome. But I was, I was nervous of that. Mm-hmm. And what really allowed me to leverage it was I was like, well, I know that my mentor is one of the best, if not the best in the world. So if they're supporting me and they're giving me insights and info, surely I can do a job uh, half as good as them. And if mm-hmm. they charge 20 grand a month, then surely I can charge four grand a month for right. something that would be half as good as a 20 grand. Like that's how yeah. I justified it in my head yeah, <laughs> to yeah. be able to charge that money, you know? So I was like, cool. When then when I was having the conversation, I was confident in charging that price because I knew that I could get, ask them for help and go, cool, this is what I'm doing. Can you assist? Like get feedback, stuff yep. like that. So that's, that's like the path I, I, I went down and just said, cool, like, I know I have support to do this, so I'm just going to do it. You know, um, and just, you know, looking at that. And I think that's a really important part point to mention because business is a lonely, lonely space. <clears throat> like, it, it, like you said, even taking a, an analogy with fitness or jujitsu, right? When your coach is there, they kind of know and believe and see your capabilities. We're so in it. Sometimes we're so close to it. It's, it can be hard for us to be objective and judgmental and get at, or, and, and well, yeah, objective and non-judgmental in certain negative ways and get, you know, and see our full potential. But a coach can see us and our, where we need to be pushed and where we might struggle, but the struggle would be good. And not only that, you sometimes just need someone to tell you that, you know, Hey, it's okay. Like you need that like little pat on the back and encouragement. And I know some people listening, you know, like a lot of us are kind of, you know, ego driven or alpha types, you could say. Uh, and so as entrepreneurs, you may just want it again, like you didn't want to have a job. You didn't want to work for someone else. So it's a very independent thing, but that pat on the back and like the slap on the butt to be like, you got it, go in there, get in there. Like that can make a huge difference, especially if it's someone that you trust that's credible. Cause in business, what are you going to do? Like if you're competing in a local market, you can't go turn to your competitors and Hey, I'm having a rough month. What are you doing? Like, they're not going to share and help right And your staff. Don't understand often. Like they're just sitting there logging hours clock, you know, just waiting to collect a paycheck and looking to, you know, looking to clock out. They're more excited about the weekend. You know what I mean? Than some of your business goals, some of the things that you're excited about your spouse, unless they're involved in the business uh, handle uh, heavily, they probably may not understand other than just you're spending money on what. So it's a really lonely, <laughs> difficult place to be as a business owner. And, and, and that, like, where do you get the confidence to know you can charge what you're worth. Oh, because you had a mentor and he told you and he validated it and you knew you had, like you said, you knew you had that support there. So I think that's a huge uh, tribute to why, like what gave you, I mean, obviously what do you say? Like success is 99 cent of uh, 99% perspiration, only 1% inspiration. You did the work, yeah. you put in the hours, you did the, spent the money to test the ads. Like that was all you, you know? So I don't want to take anything away from that by any means, but it sounds like um, that really would have made a big difference. You may not have been comfortable stepping up as fast as you did. You know, you might've still gotten the same place, but it might have taken you two, three years. 
yeah, I think it would have taken a lot longer because, you know, like it's the same thing. It's like I have people that come in and they I, they speak to me and they like they have agencies or whatever and they're like, cool, I charge like a thousand bucks a month. I'm like, and and they they want to get to attend like the you know the uh-huh. the, the old adage I want to get to a six figure company. I was like, cool. So you need to make ten grand a month minimum. Cause yep. that's like, and I was like, you know, like, do you want, when you say six figures, you didn't give me any specifics. So you want to get to 10 grand a month. Yep. If you get to 10 grand, you know, you get to, um, or yeah, 10 grand a month is a bit more, you know, but eight grand a month. So you either need eight clients at a thousand dollars, four clients at $2,000, one client at $8,000. That's what right. do you want to do? That's right. You know, And then they're like, oh, okay. It makes sense. And I was like, you can go and get 10, but you, you're going to like, you're it's a lot, yeah. find a lot of time. So you're buying, you're buying a headache, and most yep. of the time the headache's not worth a thousand bucks. Yeah. In the sleepless night, so you know, it's like I'd rather have you know one client paying me a hundred grand than ten clients paying me ten grand. Yeah. Um, because it's just it's uh, less time, energy, and effort. I mean, there's other business problems that come from you know having you know more than fifty percent of your income come from one stream and blah blah blah. But you know, that's the 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 kind of the view that I had. So I kind of just started doing that and started getting um, results and and kind of networking and talking locally to people. And I just started to like I was just literally hustling. I was like I was running ads. I was going to networking events, speaking at um, my clients' events. Just doing as much as possible to get in front of people, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of like the breakthrough where we kind of started to get to really good figures was when um, I started to look at the team and sales team because there's only so much. Because at the you time, yeah, I was doing everything. So it's like I was doing sales, I was doing delivery, I was doing graphic design, funnel build, ads, client relations, like everything. Um, <laughs> and I'm not very like uh, the then I started to have to hire people and, you know, I hired someone to design, I hired someone to do a few ads. Yeah. And then the biggest is when I actually like, and I built a pretty, what I think to be a good system for running an ad, uh, an agency, um, something I'm pretty proud of the time, energy and effort we've put into to create. And then from there I was like, cool, I pretty much have a system for everything except for sales. And that was kind of the next big breakthrough. It was like everything else is pretty well like follow this process, do this, this, and this. Yeah. But sales was I normally like I can get a sale in on a call that most other people like in my business that they probably wouldn't get that sale. Right. They might get close. But right. because it's my business and I have like supreme confidence, like yeah. today it was funny, I was joking with the guys. I had a guy call me, I closed a sale in a minute thirty-five. Right. <laughs> and it was <laughs> and I was joking, but he knew me already. I was like, cool, we're going to do this. It's this price. We rock and roll. Cool. Do you want to pay on Visa or MasterCard? I was like, done. Yeah. And I, we got a little sales gong and I rung, rung the gong. And they're like, what did you sell him? I was like, oh, I just sold him this. And he's like, they're like, how long did that take? I was like, oh, looked at the call. I was like, oh, it was a minute 35. Yeah. But, you know, like that's not, that's not by no way means what I could expect from anyone else in my team. Right, right. Um, so I had to find a way to get to, to get a predictable results because at the time I was trying to like sell info products and done for you and everything. And it's like, I had uh, the guy I was trying to get to do sales. I tried to get my graphic designer to do sales as well, but she didn't really like it. But I had my, um, the first sales guy and he was like struggling to sell like a $47 product. Wow. Like I bought this product. We're trying to sell it for like 47 a month. And he was just like hitting brick walls. Yeah. And then, I met a, another mentor like in a, a different area. So this mentor is like purely for sales. The mm. other mentor I have is like business ads, growth. This was purely a sales mentor. Um, and I was like, cool, it's going to cost me a lot of money. And it was like, but I'm, I'm going to do it and learn from them. The next week, my sales guy closed like $15,000. That's awesome. After like struggling, absolutely struggling to get a $47 sale, we, we put together the outline of a $5,000 product and he sold like, uh, three of them and a 50% payment for another. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like what, mm-hmm. what's happened here? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, all it was is that one shift, same leads, same person, but a system for how we do our sales. And then we did that. And that's when we kind of really started to get to that next level and break through some of the, the, um, income barriers we'd, we'd hit before. Yeah, that's awesome. So I love that. I love that a lot. And it sounds like, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge, we beat the gong, you talk about a gong, beat the drum or the gong on this show a lot about having to build a team because otherwise it's just you, you know? And yeah. I, again, uh, another interview, Brad Martineau, great interview. People that want to check that one out for sure, check that one out as well. He, I've been using this ever since I had the interview with him when he said, hey, you know, if you look up the word entrepreneur in the dictionary, it doesn't say the person who answers the phone, 
mops the floor, you know, cleans the toilet, does the bookkeeping, makes the sales, delivers the product. Like, that's not what it says. It says the person who organizes a business or businesses. So it sounds like that that's exactly it. You are the organizer of groups of people. And that's why I started, uh, like you saw in my presentation the other week, uh, that's where I started using the term teams of income. And so it sounds like mm. you were just, you knew who to hire, what to hire them for. You got systems in place, which is, I mean, that's more than a lot of people can say. So that's definitely hats off to you. And then the sales system, what's, can you dive into that a little bit? I mean, I don't know if you want to give away any trade secrets, it's fine, but whatever you're willing to share, like what, what made the big difference? Was it just like have, because a lot of people are like, oh, I got a sales team and I got a script, but it sounds like this is more than just having a script. Well, because a script works when you work it properly, right? And there's right. a few things that go into it. And like, I can't take any, like, this is nothing I've developed. It's um, all my mentors who I give tremendous credit to for doing. But <clears throat> the ability, and they said like, and it was, I think I, I said it to you as well when, when we caught up recently, it was like, um, and this is not uh, – uh, literally, but also figuratively, it's like um, if you can make them cry, they buy. It's like if you can understand yeah. their pain more than them, and you can get it out from them. Because most people go through life, and and this uh, this is a you know, if anyone listening in Australia, you'll see this all the time. It's like, how you doing? Not bad. And it's like, well, are you doing good? Are you doing bad? It's kind of in between. No one ever really delves into it. If you go, oh, but no, but really, like, how are you going? Oh, I'm going pretty good. It's like. We are you like, well, actually, like, how are you? Oh, well, you know, you have to take that time to delve, yeah. delve deeper into it. It's like everyone's like, how's business? Oh, great. Good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not bad. Like, business is good. It's like, well, actually, no, I'm struggling in business. Um, I'm trying to do this with my team. I'm trying to do this with my leads. Cash flows this. You know, like, it takes time and the right questioning. And there's areas of business that you need to get that breakthrough in and for us it's like well we identify with our mentors it's like what are the two biggest areas that people normally screw up with in their businesses and for us and it's like funny because I, I kind of asked you about it, it's like number one is niche right mm -hmm. is that they don't really know who they want to target yeah. and their marketing doesn't reflect that their product doesn't reflect that and then secondly is that normally they're selling something and they're undervaluing it dramatically like they could be selling, instead of selling, like I said, a $1,000 thing, you could sell a $5,000 thing, same length of time on the phone, but you don't know how to position and place it correctly mm. in the eyes of your niche. And they both go hand in hand. So they taught me a process and it was like, um, you know, look at these areas, use that and give them a breakthrough in those areas. And if you can get them to understand that how wrong they've been doing it. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, like they, you know, they can say, this is why you're, you know, I don't want to swear, like, this is why you're effed, right? Yeah. This is why yeah. you're screwed. It's because you don't have this. And then you, they go, wow. Or they actually like, you get them to realize that. Yep. Then the actual um, process from there is pretty easy. And a lot of time people just go, yeah, like I, I know I need to do this now. And there's some other like strategies in there where you're getting them to identify if they are like self-select, if they're the right person or not. But just that biggest one being like, we didn't have that before. It's like, cool. Oh, you want to do marketing? Are you doing marketing now? You are. What are you doing? This. Cool. Well, we can help you do that better. You know, right. there wasn't really a, like a system or a process to follow to allow them to uncover why they really need your help, you know, like yeah. why they really need to do what you're doing. Um, and as soon as we were able to start delving into that, then it's where like, that's where the, um, the sales really started to flow through because, you know, before that, it's like, if you just try and have a conversation, even if you've picked up a script off the offline, um, off the internet, sorry, you don't know how to effectively use it because you don't know what the outcome is. It's like, cool. The outcome is first of all, breakthrough, second of all, decision. Like, and that was the big one. I always drill into my team. It's like, guys, I don't care if you get a no. Because a no is five times better than a maybe, than a I'll see you next week, then I'll speak to my partner. It's like all you like, you're not a set like you are a salesperson, but as well, you're you all, all I want you to do be is the king of getting decisions, right? Get people to say yes or no. Yeah, like when I speak to people, it's like cool, like the, at the end of the call, they say yes or no, and I tell yep. them, it's like I don't really care, like I, I do care because I want to help you, but I don't really care if you say yes or no, I just want you to make a decision, yeah, because your business is probably where it is right now because you haven't decided anything, yeah.
Right. And the decisions, yeah, decisions create feedback. They always say movement over meditation, where that's the one thing a monk will never tell you, that movement is better than meditation. Because even if you take the wrong action, you'll know a lot faster than you will if you sit there thinking about it for days. You can think about how to play tennis or jujitsu and like what you think you should do with this guy when you, you know, when you roll with them. But it's not until you actually go and compete and you try, you find out or not. And if you get choked out, you got choked out. But now you know why. And you got, hopefully you got some footage or something. You took some, collected some data so you can go figure out what you did wrong and do it again action even aristotle said that action defines character not words not adjectives and so i think that that's a really key point so got it so you go first you try to dig into their pain you try to make them comfortable which is part of a poor building get to a pain point that they have you know and that's probably two three four layers deep and then once you get through that you try to help them realize a breakthrough like okay well why is this happening let's talk about this is this and then once they realize you come to a gap in something that they're not doing they're neglecting or something that's probably busted in their business now that helps them make the decision, okay, well, do you want our help with that or not? Like, we just, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's, like, it's, um, it's, it's straightforward, but not straightforward. It's like, when you put it like that, everyone's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But it's like, when you actually do it with people, and you have to be, com- like, you have to be comfortable making them uncomfortable. Right. As well, which is right. very hard. So it's like, you've got to be able to sit there and hold it. It's like, you've got to put your hand in the fire and let it burn and not flinch, you know? So it's like, you're like, cool. So do you realize now that's why you're screwed? And then you, you got to, you just shut up and you wait for them to answer. Cause as soon as you try and go over the top, it's like, you don't let them know and they're going to get uncomfortable faster than you will. So it's like, I do all the time as I sit there, I have these like two, um, little like brass kind of like meditation ball thingies. I just like wood in my hand. And so I can do this all day. Like I just don't say anything. I just be quiet. Right. The longest time I've been quiet for is like a minute. And then they're like, oh, yeah. And then they start talking and tell you more. Or they go, yeah, cool. I understand that it's it's, it's stuffed up. And you're just going to be comfortable in, in uh, waiting and letting them come to the realization. Because, yeah, they're, they already are uncomfortable. That's why they're on the phone with you. They want to get something. But, you know, people are too too happy, like too quick. Yep. And something I learned when we're doing NLP and stuff as well. It's like if someone starts like um, crying or getting upset, our natural instinct as good people is to go and give them a hug, right. pat them on the back, make them feel better. But it's like, you've got to let them feel that for a minute. Cause as soon yeah. as you do that, all you're doing is you're anchoring and you're accustomed, you're getting them accustomed to that. If I get um, upset, so, someone's going to come in and fix it. It's like, yeah. that's not always the right, you know, like, yeah. or now I want attention. I have to do this, you know, but that's not what you want. It's like, cool. So if you have a realization in your business, if it's actually screwed, we didn't, no one gets to come and pat you on the back and go, it's okay. It's like, you've got to be able to sit with that and go, cool, then decide what am I doing next? Like make that next decision. Yeah. yeah. No, I think this is an important point. And I hope people listening are taking notes because I'm always, you know, even if you never look at your notes again, by writing it down, you'll remember a lot more. Um, but I know a ton of people. I talk to a ton of people. Uh, and even some of the campaigns I run, I mean, even in your bio, we mentioned lead generation. That's a hot button for a lot of business owners. I need more leads. I need more leads. I need more traffic, right? Like I need more traffic. But I think the majority of situations, nobody, everybody's swimming in leads. They're swimming in traffic. What they suck at is conversion. And this, I'm as guilty as this as anybody listening to this. So don't think I'm trying, not trying to put myself on a horse by any means, but I love what you're saying. Like you have to be comfortable getting other people uncomfortable so they feel the pain. So they'll make a decision because if they're not feeling pain, it's, it's, you know, people either bark at what they don't understand and staying in your comfort zone. People fight so, I mean, that's why every New Year's people make resolutions to lose weight and to save money and all these things that they don't do because it puts them outside their comfort zone. And so to do something like spend some money, you know, I recently hired some people and it made me uncomfortable what I had to pay, but I was, I, it was almost like that. There was no, I already knew I went, I was an easy sell because I sought them out to buy, but you know, I knew what I was getting into, but you got to make those decisions. And so I think that's a big part of being a business owner. If you can't make those decisions, if you can't strap up your bootlaces and look at that stuff, then you might not be suited for being in business, which is okay. You can make a lot of money working for somebody else. You really can. But if you want to own your own business, I think that this is sort of the sum of stuff that you need to get into and interested in. And Kim, obviously you've, you've definitely figured out some of the things the right way. So what's the story with the $600,000 in sales in one day? That's that, that was a great <laughs> open loop that's been spinning in the back of my head. Yeah, well, not one day, in nine days. So oh, I nine days, went sorry. Over, so, yeah, yeah, my, um, so, a w- little bit longer, a little bit longer. Oh, geez, um, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So my my mentor as well, and I'll give them a huge shout out. Is um one of the guys' name is uh, Gulliver Giles and um, Leela Cosgrove. So like mm, when it comes mm-hmm. to understanding, especially from like if you're the person doing sales in your business, like they're like absolutely the best. So they called me up. They saw I was doing better, and they said, "Kim, um, we've got an event coming up called um, Sales Residential." Ah, you you're a residential. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know so that. Like, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was, yeah. So like I was like, okay, cool. Like you know, what's this? They're like, well, you got to come sit in our house, live with us for nine days um and it's going to be 30 grand yeah. and at the time i was like that's a lot of money like that's a lot of money and then they're like look this is the results people got last time and stuff yep. like that and i was yep. like at the time i was like i need a really skyrocket ourselves so i was like okay i'm going to do it i was like when do i need to get them by the like uh, i think it was like the first week of the month they're like uh, we need 10 grand a week for the next three weeks and i'm like crap so even yeah, then, just yeah, to get yeah. with that like I was doing like 20k cash weeks just because I had to do to do that because I committed to that. Right. Otherwise, I was going to have to pay an extra like 15 grand, yeah. and I was just like fire, just like pop, 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 pop in sales to do that. So even that gave me a bit of a breakthrough, just having to come up with the money to do it. Um, but then when I went there, I was like, cool. If I go here, I was like, I know, and and I'll be honest, like up until that point. I wasn't using the script. I was doing my free flow selling and my yeah. sales guys were using the script. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to come into this. And I was like, but <laughs> if I'm paying this amount of money and I was like, you know how sometimes, and I get there's like kind of two, I think it's two levels and I kind of have two feelings. It's like one is probably a little bit higher up and it's when you have a feeling in your gut and it's the wrong thing. Then I think you get a, a deeper feeling in your gut when it's the right thing. And you're like, and I had that and I was like, I couldn't really tell. I was like, I don't know if I'm walking in and it's like, I've just burnt $30,000 or if I'm going in and I should be super excited because I'm right. really uncomfortable because I'm going to be sitting next to them. They're going to be listening to my calls. They, they push like, you. They push you. They're like, yeah. what are you doing? Get back on the phone. Yeah, no, it's good. It's like boiler room style. <laughs> For people yeah. listening, we actually have an interview with Giles. It's not recorded yet. We were supposed to do it a few, actually a couple days ago, Kim, but it will be recorded and definitely check that out. They're great people. Uh, yeah, and they're great at what they do. But sorry, keep going. This is awesome. This is exciting. Yeah, so I got. I was like so literally nervous. And beforehand, I was like, um, I had to stop. I did a call. I got a um, coffee and stuff before I went to their house. And as I literally in their house, and I'm like oh, so nervous. I get there. I'm like, screw it. I'm just like, I'm going to surrender. Whatever happens, happens. But I was like, I'm super like competitive. As I was like, if I'm here, and it was a competition. <laughs> And I was like, I'm here to win. Yep. Like Daryl, you would know this. Like we had a, yep. we did a competition not long ago, <laughs> mm. um, a bit of an amazing race. But um, so I was like, if I'm here, I'm here to win. So I'm just going to do whatever they say. I was like, look, even if I make five thousand dollars, like I've kind of made back the money already because I had to make it to do the thing. I'm just going to mm. forget about how much I spent to get here, and I'm just going to smash it. And I was like, I'm going to be on the phone. I'm going to be the first one on the phones and the last one off the phones was my goal. I was like, I'm just going to do whatever mm, I can. Mm. So I just, I like rocked up in the first night. It's like, it was super relaxing. It was like, came in and it's like, they're the nicest, like, you know, big hugs with Gulliver, big hugs yep. with Leela. It's like cool sitting down, chatting. They like, um, Gulliver cooked dinner. It was like beautiful night. And it's like, cool. The next day was set up to rock and roll. And I was like, cool. Got up. And I was like, I think the first, no, first day was like a frame out day. It was kind of like set the intention for the week, what we're going to be doing for the first like day and a half. And then it was like Monday, we're hitting the phones. So my, uh, those two days I was like getting ready and I already started like pre, pre-working. pre I was like, cool, while I'm here, after we finish these sessions, I'm going to be t- setting up my next day for success. So I was just like every night hitting people up. I was like, we're going to jump on the phone tomorrow. They're like, no, no, no. Next week I was like, no, you're getting on the phone tomorrow with me. We're going to talk about this stuff. We're going to get it sorted. And I just lined up my days from, I was up at 7 a.m. The day started technically for the residential at 8 and breakfast was like 8.30. I was up at 7 already on the phone. I was like skipping breakfast. I was like just coffee. And like the, um, I think it's Leela's, uh, Leela's mom was there who was cooking and was the chef. She was just like bringing food, putting it on my, on my lap while, and I was eating right. while I'm doing my calls. That's right. I was just all day. I had a, I think I had to stop for half an hour at lunchtime and then I worked through to like six. So I was doing like 12, 13 hour days that week. Mm-hmm. I did 56 hours of sales calls. I did more calls than that, but actual like hours on the phone, 56 mm-hmm. hours in a week. Um, but that equated to $600,000 in sales. Cause I was selling like full year long, uh, marketing campaigns. Like I created a mastermind while I was there, started selling that sold two people into that. I was just like pumping it because I was like, look, I'm here. I need to get everything I can, but as well, I want to show my team back home what's possible mm-hmm. and show them. It's like, 
I don't expect you guys to do this because this is like I'm the owner of the business, but as well, like this was a special environment that I was in to kind of foster that. Mm-hmm. But even if you guys did 10% of that every week, yeah. like 10%, just 10%, you know, um, then you would be, it would be phenomenal. And, you know, so I didn't have, ended up having like about a 50% close rate um, that week, but I was able to do that amount because I was put into that, that pressure. But as well, every day I was like, I'm going to be the like first one on, last one off. There's a great, you know, um, yep. Will Smith. Love Will Smith. He's like, yeah. if we get on a treadmill together, that's, that's right. Two things gonna happen. Right. You know, either you're getting you're off, getting or I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. <laughs> it's right. Simple. Either you're getting off first, like or I'm gonna die. Yeah. I know. I so tried to do that for that first. amazing race. <laughs> I tried to do that for the amazing race where me and Barry were running around everywhere, but the team was not. Uh, able to keep up and so we yeah, tried to piggyback some people so, i didn't want to lose i was really kathy's laughing at me right a, now it's a good lesson man you can only you can only move as fast, fast as, as your the team moving part of the business man that's right that's yeah, right you can't, uh, you can't outrun it and that, that was for so long for me it was sales like we couldn't grow because we didn't have sales and after that was like our big sales breakthrough um but obviously that was yeah just like a crazy Oh yeah, they didn't bring you. Couldn't bring your team. I'm surprised you couldn't bring your team for the residential. I guess it's they. They would want that much per seat. Is that is it that much per seat? Well, um, I think like if you bring several people of your team, I think you can get like secondary seats for a little bit less. But I was right. like, man, to say, it was uh, it was already stressful enough. Yeah, no, that's uh, awesome. I saw myself. <laughs> I saw Marcy Locke. We have an interview with Marcy Locke on here. She's doing a million a month. And I met her at one of Gulliver's events in Los Angeles, and she did like $257,000 in an afternoon, like just hitting the phones, crank, same thing like that. It wasn't a residential. It was one of their events. But we, one of the events was a day of like residential calling. And that was kind of their lead, yeah. like, yo, like, this is what we did today. We're going to do a residential. And I think it's a fantastic opportunity because it's, that's the thing is that, you know, humans are dilatory. And especially there's a great book by Dan Kennedy. What is it? Time management for entrepreneurs talks about how your productivity, you have to really pay attention to what you're doing because as an entrepreneur, there's lots of things you could do. But the reality is if you, if you really think about it, you're not productive all day, right? So if you count how many hours you think you have to get done, the real reality is you're only really productive, make maybe a third of the hours you work. If you work eight hours, you're maybe productive for three. You know what I mean? And then the other stuff is like answering questions and dilly-dallying with staff and, you know, looking for stuff that, you you know, that you need to work, like actual time spent doing whatever, you know what I mean, is is minimal. But those residentials, when you go, you're just in it. Like, they're, they're like, why aren't you on the phone? Get on the phone. Like, that's what you came here for. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't have leaves, they'll be like, let's go on your Facebook. Come on, let's go. Let's hop. Hop on your Facebook. Let's open her up. Let's get you some leads. Like, they're just like, that's a lead. Look, there's a lead. Look, that's a person. They have pockets. I'm sure there's money in those pockets. Like, it's really good. Like, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, that's funny so that's amazing and that's fantastic and i think hopefully uh, some people listening to this are really inspired that's for sure because i think it's it speaks to it speaks to the dedication and the discipline and the focus that you have to have we talked about getting mentors so you knew the right thing so you leveled up without having to delay you know to you know helping overcome mindset and even personal uh not so much self-worth but you know insecurity issues am i ready yet right like Mm. You don't. Have, you have someone that can help you. <clears throat> then building a team around you, leveraging, mastering a skill set, and then leveraging it through a team. After that, all key components very important for building a successful business. What do you think's been the biggest challenge for you, like through all of that? Good question. Um, well, I mean, I probably again as well was like uh, I think with the decision making of the business, like the overarching big decisions. Like I kind of went like the biggest challenge is knowing exactly what to do. And it was again, like, Mm. as I said, kind of like trusting, trusting your gut on certain things. So I had like at the same time, two different opportunities come up to grow the business. One was partnering. One was kind of like a a 50, 50 JV. And I went down one route and it was like, it it turned out very quickly. That was not the right route to go down. Mm. So, you know, like just knowing and understanding what was right, the right process to go down there. And it was like, I kind of thought that I was, uh, I thought that I was probably further ahead in understanding and uh, foresight of what was going to happen mm-hmm. um, when I wasn't quite there yet. So I was mm-hmm. making a decision and yeah, it turned out I was like, no, nah, that wasn't the right um, move for that point in time for me to do, um, which then caused an issue. And then it's uh, yeah, it was, that was a, um, a little bit of a 
not a setback, but it was a, a learning experience that um, I probably could have avoided happening. And they say, you know, there was um, there's a book I was reading recently and it had in there, it's like, success is the worst teacher. Yeah. It's like, you have a bit of success and you're like, cool, I got this now. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. it's like, cool. Uh, I can, you take off your training wheels for a second and you ride, like, I don't need, like, I don't yeah. need a helmet, mum, dad. This, like, yeah. You go, Flying down the hill and break your arm, and it's like, oh, okay, maybe I still do need a little bit yeah. of help here. Maybe I wasn't ready yet. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Was it success? Is success? Or is it uh, success? Is many fathers, but failure is an orphan. Nobody wants to touch failure. Nobody wants to admit that. Nobody wants to accept it. But it's exactly that. I mean, everybody. Everybody is a great person when the sun is shining, when your belly's full of food, and you got money in your pocket. But who are you when you're broke, when you're starving, when you're cold and you're wet and there's one piece of bread on the table and I'm on one side and you're on the other? Do you know what I mean? Like that's I, I, I've always said that a long time. I usually don't trust people at a deep level until there's been at least one, often multiple events where, you know, they could have eaten my lunch if they needed to or I could have eaten theirs because, you know, otherwise, I mean, everyone's, you know, everyone's got like circles, right? You draw a bullseye in the middle and circles out and you put everyone kind of on the spectrum, you know, but to get to the inner, inner core, people really have to prove it because exactly like you say, it's it's easy to be my friend when everything's going good. But, how you know, when, it, when we have a dispute over money, when we have a dispute over a girl, when, I don't know, I say something that offends you or you say something that offends me, how do we get through it? Do we get through it? You know, that's the stuff that really matters. And so it's, you know, we all want to celebrate and live in the spotlight and in the sunshine and in the good days, but it's the moments when things are the opposite that really define us. So I think that yeah. that's, yeah, that's super powerful. Do you feel that you've had any habits? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's, uh, just, did you say habits? I was going to ask about habits that you feel that you've kept throughout the experience yeah. that have really helped contribute. Yeah, it kind of falls into what I was I was about to say as well, which is funny because I was like, well, you know, like um, when those things happen, you kind of fall down to your lowest, like, mm-hmm. the, what they say, you fall down to your lowest level of conditioning, right? Which is basically habits, right? You know, and then it's like, like I, I love the, you know, the quote as well from um, uh, Mike Tyson. It's like everyone has a plan until they get punched in the, the face. face. That's right. And then it's like <laughs> then then you you fall exactly back down to the level of your conditioning. So like my habits was always just like I always want to have. You know, and I, there's probably times when I do have um, uh, so, some ego, but I would say like I always like to be like I'm hat in hand. It's like if I make a mistake or a problem, it's like cool, this happened. Like how can I fix this or how can I learn from this and how can I adjust it? And I always, you know, there was a, a long period of time where I was like I thought that I had to internalize. I thought I had to figure it all out. And it's like, well, I pay for support and mentorship. Why don't I ask those people? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's like, cool. Like you make this, like, you got to be willing to admit that, you know, you've made those, as you said, like the, yep. um, the, uh, you know, the failure has, is an orphan. It's like, cool. I failed here. What can I do and how can I be better at it? And that's what I always like. One of the things I pride myself on is fast execution, but then also like fast adjustment from there. It's like, cool, we did this. Yeah. It failed. Why? What to do next? And that's probably one of the biggest things, you know, same as like I've had it since I've done, you know, jujitsu, since I've done like every martial art that I've, I've tried and done as well, but also everything that I do in business is go, cool, it didn't work. Keep moving forward. And like my biggest thing is positivity. And it's like, you know, and um, I was talking to one of my clients today and he's like, he's like, how are you going? I'm like, pretty good. He's like, it's, it's, it's uh, like, you know, if someone is in, in Australia right now and he's like, if anyone said that they weren't good, I would, and he, he it's funny cause he teaches people how to do like handguns. He's like, I would literally shoot them. I would pick up one of my handguns and I would shoot them because living in Australia and where we are, like, even if you, um, like had to go bankrupt, even if you lost all your clients, even if your girlfriend left you, even mm-hmm. if like, uh, you know, like I had recently one of my best, like good best friends from school passed away in a motorcycle accident. All these things happen. It's like, uh, you grieve and you, and like, it's, it's, it's definitely bad. And it's like, you feel the, like the pain and frustration, but after it's like, you either have gratitude that, you know, what you took from that, but you're still here. And it's like, for us as well, it's like, I live in Australia, like, and Perth and WA is like, one of the most beautiful places this morning, sun was shining, birds are chirping. It's like, I always have that positivity where it's like, like, even if everything went to crap, it's like, cool. Like I live in Australia. I live in the best place. I have family that I could rely on. I have friends. Like I, so even if like I've had days where the absolute worst stuff's been happening, it's like, I always have like, have to have a smile on my face. Even if like some of the worst stuff's going down, it's like, I'll have a joke about it after, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, there's so much good going on that my, one of my biggest habits always been it's like just always being positive 
It's like, you know, like I can definitely take the negative parts from things and learn from them as well. But it's like just having the positivity and smile, I think, is the biggest one because I can easily see and I've seen with um, friends and family that have, um, you know, um, mental illness and stuff like that. It's like if you aren't able to be positive, I can definitely see like the stuff that's happened to me. Like if I wasn't a positive person, I could see where that could end up and how people could feel and how it could definitely put you into mm-hmm. a funk. And it's like, I'm always of the adage of like, we'll figure it out. Like something yep. will happen. I'll be able to work it out, you know, like, and we're luckily entrepreneurs. I'll, t- I'll tell you a quick little side story, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, one of my buddies is in Perth at the moment. He's in Melbourne. We do a podcast together as well. Um, and we are uh, running like a little mini mastermind group. And he's in Perth and there was a whole thing they were doing around uh, money. And it was basically to show people how, you know, it's never a question of resources, it's resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. But he called he called me up and he's like, cool, Kim, um, I have an envelope. I have five objects in the envelope. I need to make $500 per object. I can sell my services if I want or anything like that. And I was like, cool. Like he has virtual assistants. He's, I was like, cool. Give me like a month of virtual assistant use. And I'll give you 500 bucks. He's like, yep, yeah, done. So he comes over, <laughs> picks up the cash from me, literally like 10 minutes later to take back to this course he's doing. And there was another guy there who's in oil and gas, like a, um, you know, in construction. He's like, oh, it's so interesting watching you guys do this because I like as um, business owners in the space of online marketing and things like that and being creative as a, as a business owner, he's like, you're literally making something from nothing like yep. you're making like every day you wake up and you go cool how can i create money yep and he's like i work i go there i exchange my hours for dollars and watching you do this he's like it's so like it's so crazy it's like, you know, we are the, like yeah it's like the you know we're the alchemist it's like you're going there and just creating this stuff from from nothing and i think it's the opportunity that we have with that it's like cool every day it's easy to be positive because it's like i need something i need to do something it's like cool how can i like I think as entrepreneurs and business people, you go, how can I create that? Or how can I make that happen? Yep. And, you know, and and it's possible. So that's what I always think is, you know, it's probably a long winded answer to your question. I think it's really important. First, I want to say uh, that's a martial arts expression. You don't rise to the level of your expectation. In competition, you don't rise to the level of your expectations. You fall to the level of your training. It's like you say, when, when, you, when you, everyone has a plan to like, get punched in the face. But even beyond that, we live in such abundance. People don't realize that. Like, <clears throat> that's, that's what gives me strength to, to be positive is everybody like listening to this right now, Kim, you and I didn't have to figure out how to make a headset that could translate my voice into ones and zeros, transfer it across the planet. I mean, we're in different countries, right? And people listening to this, they're probably who knows where, you know, like send it. I didn't have to figure that out. I just put on a, you know, $20 headset and plug it into my laptop and click the damn button and we're good to go. You know, like I'm enjoying light right now and air conditioning and I had some water and some food earlier and I didn't have to figure any of that out. Last week or we were in Indonesia together and there was this beautiful resort. We didn't have to find that spot. We didn't have to haul the bricks in and lay the cements and do the stone. Like we got to enjoy all that stuff. The food was incredible and we didn't make any of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and all that food, there's layers of things that have to happen. Like the food that we had, somebody had to raise the cow and figure out how to, how to prevent them from dying from diseases and what medicines to give. There's so much abundance. I always think that like anytime I drive on the road, I always think, cause I'm, I'm in the Philippines right now and I've driven down some roads that were pretty money and pretty beat up. And even in Canada, right? You go off road and I'm like, I'm so grateful Guy spent weeks in the jungle building this road for me right now so I could just hop in a rental car and just fly down and have a nice weekend. Like there's so much Mm. abundance. People don't get it. Like if your life, your life to the world is like the wave is to an ocean and it's all happening simultaneously and there's so much happening and there's so much abundance and there's so many things crashing and overlapping. Like there's so much abundance, but most people don't even see it. They're just caught up in this negativity of their world. You know, like today we know more and we have access to more. Like the the world has a, as a, as a neural synapsis now with the internet for the first time ever, all humans with connection to the internet, you can access, like you can access right now. People are listening to you that went from zero to over a hundred thousand dollars a month in sales. And they're doing it without being in your town, without having met you, known you or anything like that. And prior, to the internet, the only source of knowledge would be your formal education at a college or university, your personal life experiences, or the books you read, which meant that often you had to go to a library and you had to like pull out a big 
book, find out what section your book might be in, and then you had to walk to that section and scan all the books on the shelves. Sorry, am I boring you explaining this? It was even worse doing it, you know. Find the books you wanted to read, pull them out, scan the four or five books you had, and then you had to spend a fucking week or two weeks reading them. Like, now I just go on, hey, Siri, how, what's the answer to this? Boom, done, you know, and just plug in. There's so much abundance. So, I, uh, you know, oh, <laughs> Siri, Siri heard me and tried to answer. What is the answer to this song? She's listening. She's listening to the song right now. Anyways, all right. Um, but yeah, that's my, I'm going to get off the soapbox. But I just think that that's so important. People listening, a lot of business owners, most business owners are living quiet lives of desperation because we talked about earlier. It's lonely. There's no one to talk to. Who do they share with? They don't want to confess their sins or their problems. They think they're smart enough to figure it on their own. And so it's like, what do you do? And we live in a world of such abundance, such grace. And honestly, in the countries that we live in, Kim, you're in Australia. I'm from Canada. A lot of people listen to this are from the UK and and uh, and uh, the States. Uh, we do have people from all around the world, but most countries you live in, you have to fall really far before you really have anything to worry about. Like at the end of the day, all you have is earth, wind, sunlight, uh, water, and the miracle of life. You know, that's everything we have is created those five things, you know, and that's, that's it. And I mean, if, as long as you've got food and water and a roof over your head, you're kind of good. And that's like, we mastered that hundreds of years ago. So it's kind of like yeah. after that, it's just like have fun and play and be like what I love about what you and I do, Kim, is we're in great industries. We're not selling alcohol. We're not selling tobacco. We're not promoting like even if anyone listens as a nightclub, sorry. But, you know, we're not promoting like unhealthy lifestyles or anything like that whatsoever. You know, I even know some of your clients. In fact, you're promoting fantastic lifestyles. So it's like the only thing we're doing is just trying to help business owners connect with people and make their lives better. Like it's all good. And so anyways, that's my that's my rant. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's so true, man. And it's like, and that's like, if anyone can take from it, it's like, cool, like, great. Yeah. Like your ad campaign, your ad campaigns like sucked and didn't work. It's okay. It's yeah. like your funnel didn't work. It's okay. It's like, yeah. cool. You try to build a business yeah. and you hired some people and then you had to let them go. Right. It's okay. Like, yeah. It's, did you, did you die? Good. Don't worry. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Then you're all right. Yeah. Did, did you die? Yeah. Did you lose a leg? <laughs> Did you, you know, did someone you love die? Like I was, yeah, I, I was sorry. My dog was sick last weekend and I was, I, I feel like I know what it would be like to be a parent. And I know she's just a dog, but she's still like a kid to me. I was so nervous. And it's funny because I was complaining about something I've been stressing it over business. I was so much more worried about my dog than I was about those business things. And so now just listen to you. I'm like laughing. I'm like, it is just a game. Like, it's just for fun. Like it is supposed to be fun. And it's, it's okay to be frustrated. If you play a video game, you get pissed off. You died at the same spot 12 times. Ah, you know, whatever. It's a game. Just have fun. Nobody really knows what's happening afterwards anyway. So what do you see as the future of online marketing, Kim? Where, where are things going? What are we going to be doing in five years? Are we going to all be wearing VR headsets and are we going to be wirelessly connecting to each other? Or what? Like, what's? Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. I think there's kind of aspects of each. Like, but the thing is, as well, like, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel that sometimes, like, when you have an abundance and over amount of stuff, like, you get over it and you want to go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you get like too much mail, you're like, cool, I want email now. And then you get too many emails, you're like, oh, I wish someone would send me a letter. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, I think you kind of bounce forward. So it's like, I think definitely there's like, there's going to be AR, there's VR. You know, you'll be able to, you know, jump on a rocket and get from, you know, New York to UK in five minutes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Musk is going to do. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think as well, it's like, there's going to be, it's like, cool, everyone I think will want to, you know, get back to, get back to nature, be around. Like, we were just in, um, we're both just in Singapore we and saw the super trees and stuff like that. Yep. And you go there and you're like, wow, it's like, it's so good to be amongst this amount of nature. Yeah. And I think that there will be these things, but I don't know necessarily, like, even for me, like I'm a technique, like I love technology and I love this stuff, but it's like, I still like to go and like be in the countryside and relax or, you know, like go and uh, sw- like swim at the beach and mm-hmm. be away from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's definitely going to be avenues. And I think like the AR, the VR is definitely kind of coming and it's just more, I think pretty much like the biggest, my biggest uh, thoughts is that the personalization of things. Mm. And it's like, it already is, um, is there. And it's like, cool. You have like, you know, Daryl's Facebook is different to my Facebook. You see different ads to the ads that I see. Like it's there somewhat in some way, shape or form already. But I think it's just going to grow. And it's like based on the actions you take, the information that you give to people, your, uh, your view of the world and reality will be customized to you. Yeah. Um, which again is good and bad. And it's like, 
um, you know, that that's good, but it's like also bad. It's like, well, you sometimes miss out on what's actually happening um, around you as well, which I think mm. that's why the balance comes of like still being connected to nature, things outside of like <laughs> a computer or the internet, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's definitely going to scale up. And I think that's the biggest that I see anyway is the personalization, the yeah. Um, like the, the pure specificity for people. It's like cool for me. It's like, you know, Daryl's going to see ads about CrossFit, about, you know, all you can eat buffets and uh, Thailand. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's what he's going to see. <laughs> Kip, you just rolled me up into three things. That's that's awesome. No, that's great. That's fantastic. No, I, I agree. I think I, I see the regression. I see a lot more people responding to, it's funny you mentioned the phone sales team. Just the more I research that, I think there's a lot more like that. Like people... Like people worry about AI and these sorts of things and computers taking over, but I think a lot of people don't realize we're already cybernetic beings. Like right now, you and I are talking with extensions to our organic animal. People listening to this are listening through extensions of their organic animal, robotic extensions that are processing millions of operations, just like your heart is beating and your lungs are moving and your blood is pumping and your liver's cleaning and your brain is functioning, and you're not controlling any of it. It's just happening as you go, going back to you are a wave in the ocean. You know, you are in the world like a wave is to an ocean. All these things are all happening around you. So, I, yeah, I don't necessarily think people have to be fearful of computers taking over. I think there will be more automation, but hopefully we all level up to a higher level of living or higher level tasks and freedom to be creative and and like you said maybe just go back maybe when they get that you know was it that universal income elon's been talking about that basic income every human gets maybe everyone just starts hanging out at the beaches the city's empty out everyone goes to the woods and the mountains and the beaches and then you know all of a sudden we find you know more artists and who knows what we start doing other things science coming out you know and traveling other planets I think it's going to be exciting. It might be, you know, it'll probably be like the last 10 years. Jim Rohn used to say this. I could predict the last 10 years. It'll be probably like the last past 10 years, you know, opportunity mixed with difficulty. Sometimes there's more opportunity. Sometimes there's more difficulty, but they're both always present. So it's yeah. probably a good way to wrap this up. Now, if anyone's listening to this, Kim, and they love your vibe and they love your story and they want to connect or they even want to work with you, what are some of the best ways for them to connect? Yeah, I mean, the easiest, like, I'm always on, on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on there. You can add me, send me a message, or our website as well, um, yoursocialvoice.com.au and kimbarrett.com.au. Um, feel free to jump on there and check out. We've got a lot of cool different bits and pieces on there, trainings, insights, info, ebooks, all that fun stuff to uh, help you out with anything you need. That's awesome. So that was yoursocialvoice.com.au, if anyone didn't notice. He's in Australia, so all those .coms. Yeah. He said AU, but the accent, it was like, yes. <laughs> Some people in England, they might be like, did he just say A hey you? No, AU. So yoursocialvoice.com.au. And was it kimbarrett.com.au? Yeah, kimbarrett.com.au. Right, B-A-R-R-E-T-T. And of course, you can always look them yeah. up on social media, put the links in the description. Kim, thank you so much. I mean, it's great to have you back on the show. It's great to, it was great to see you the other week and it's always great to catch up. I value you as a friend and role model and just as a peer in the industry. And I just have a ton of respect and I, I would just look forward to seeing how we grow and change and evolve over the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 plus years. So thank you for coming and sharing. I know you got your own audience, your own podcast, your clients, you know, your own life you could have been doing, but thank you for just sparing some time to come and help me and some of my audience grow. So thanks, man. No. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, anything I can ever do to help appreciate uh, you as well, Daryl. So thanks for having me again. You've reached the end of our interview. Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, what can you give to someone else to help you with or give to them to just do it for you? Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better, and your success is my success. So please reach out and interact.
You can visit our website, bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself. And remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.